thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Exception with your host, Rachel Favilla. Hello, lovely ones, and welcome to The Healthy Exception, the podcast for teenagers choosing to be the healthy exception to the unhealthy rule. I'm your host, Rachel Favilla, and thank you so much for trusting me with your time and your ears today and for tuning in. And that'll be the last time you hear that intro for several months because this is actually my not my last episode ever. I'm certainly coming back to the world of podcasting, um, but my last episode for probably for the rest of the year. Um, it has been a crazy uh, year. It's been an exciting year most for the most part, but I've had a really uh, hectic uh, semester at university and there's been lots of exams and um, there's also more recently been a few things um, happen in my immediate family that you know it wouldn't be appropriate to go into detail in on on this sh- on the show it's quite personal but um, there's been just there's been a lot of rush and busyness and stress um, particularly in the last few weeks and it's made me sort of realize um, you know sort of tune into where I'm at and I've realized that I'm actually quite stressed. I'm I'm burning the candle at both ends. I feel like I have my eggs in so many different baskets and you know when everything's fine in in the family and home life I can I can handle that. Um but I feel like I just need to take a bit of a break to recenter myself and just to give some more time to my family and you know just so that I don't get um so stressed that I get sick and um then you know can't really be a good podcaster for you or a good blogger or a good student or a good daughter or, you know, yoga teacher or whatever. Um, because I think, you know, I always talk about on here not doing what everyone else does, not pushing through and soldiering on just because you think you have all these responsibilities that you have to take care of. Um, I really want to practice what I preach and I believe that when when you have the choice, when you can take a break from something, when you can be gentle with yourself, you you should be or I don't like using the word should, but it, it's really lovely if you can be. Um, and that's what I'm choosing to do. And I hope you can appreciate why I am going to miss delivering content to you each fortnight. But I think that this break, in the break, I am still going to be, I'm going to be doing a lot of networking. So I'm going to be talking to school counsellors and school teachers and social workers and trying to get maybe a few dietitians and nutritionists that work with younger people to try to spread this podcast to the age group that I want to reach the most, which is young people and teenagers and, you know, older children. Um, because that's what the podcast is all about. It is about, it's for getting information out there, but in particular, I want to empower the younger generation because, you know, there are those of you that might've found this podcast through your parents because your parents are really switched on to health. Um, but I also know that there are people out there sort of like me that it's not that your parents are necessarily unhealthy, but they're just not that interested in health and, you know, balanced lifestyle and whole food eating and, and you are and you, so you don't have that upbringing and you need a resource and an honest one and a balanced one that you can sort of rely on to get, to help you get clear on what, where you stand with health and your philosophy around things. So I'm going to do lots of networking so I can reach more people with this podcast. Um, I've already got interviews lined up with some of the people that I've really been wanting to bring on for quite a few, well, since I've started the podcast really. Um, and I've got some, there because there are still so many things I want to discuss. I don't think there's ever going to be a dry spell in, you know, topics about health and 
happiness and stuff. Um, and so there's some great content lined up that will be re- then ready for you when the podcast comes back in early 2018, which I'm sure will come around so quickly because, uh, you know, we're always thinking, thinking, oh, yeah, you know, right now it's six months till Christmas, but Christmas will come around so quickly because it does every year. Um, so it won't be long before the healthy exceptions back, but um, I am taking a break and I am going to use that time to, you know, renew my energy, look after myself, spend some extra time with the family and, you know, be a good student, all that sort of stuff, and also work on this podcast so when it comes back it's bigger and better and reaching more people. Um, in saying that, if you're a loyal listener, I would absolutely love it if you could share, like continue to share, if you're not already, can start or um, if you are, continue to share this with friends, family, particularly um, young people if you know that they need some help with health um, because it's really word of mouth, I think, is at the end of the day is how you hear about things, be it blogs or podcasts or books. So I really do rely on you guys. If you love this show, if you, like I, I, I try spreading it around when I can, but I am a bit humble and, um, you know, I don't like doing too much self-promotion because I feel salesy and I know I need to get over myself and get a bit more out there so that I can help more people. But I really, I do love that whole word of mouth thing. So if you love this podcast, please share it on social media, tell your friends about it, nag them a bit to listen to it. Because I think too, I, I know, and I know this is true for me too, is that you have the best intentions. You're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll listen to that or I'll read that. And, and life keeps going on and you never get to it. And so then you don't really know what you're missing or you don't know how good something is or how much you could like something. So yeah, as much as possible, I'd really appreciate if you could help me spread the message about this podcast. And, you know, I really, I know that, you know, there's been some episodes that have been better than others because that's just how podcasting is. And I've, I've learned a lot over the 18 or so months that I've been podcasting and I feel like I'm starting to get, you know, um, used to it and, better at it and I hope that the subsequent episodes will be even better and I'll get better with my interviewing technique and my talking and my pace and all of that sort of stuff but I would really appreciate it if you could help me um, get the message out there and please know that I am coming back so there's and there's plenty of back content to refer people to as well um before now what I was thinking I'll do since this is the last episode for a while is I thought I would do a recap of all the different episodes that have already um, gone to air so there's been 35 episodes in total so I thought I'd talk a little bit about each one um so that if you've missed one and you're like oh I didn't hear about that one you know exactly which episode it is and you can go back and listen to it or if you have listened to all of them um, but you know, you might be reminded and go, oh, I did like that one. I wouldn't mind listening to that again, or that one I could share with so-and-so. What number is it? Okay. And you know, then you can go and refer people to that. Um, but before I get into that, I would just like to say a big heartfelt thank you to every single one of you that listens, be it every week or every so many episodes, because you know, without you guys, without listeners, I wouldn't have an audience and there really would be no point in me doing this at all. So I really do appreciate it. I appreciate those of you that comment on the Facebook page that, you know, send me messages. I re- like, it really makes my day when I get feedback from you. I feel like then I'm not just putting something out into the interweb. I actually know I'm reaching people. So I really appreciate it so much. I know that there's so many great podcasts out there and it can be difficult to juggle them all and be a loyal listener. So I really do appreciate those of you that listen to my podcast. I'm I'm very humbled, especially those of you that have stuck with me even some weeks where perhaps the episodes haven't been, you know, the best listening content, but you've stuck with me anyway. Um, and I really do appreciate that. 
And I'd love to hear from you if there's been a particular episode that has sparked something for you or reminded you of something or made you inspired you to change something in your life. I would love to know about it. I really would. So please get in contact on me via the Facebook page, which is all the W's dot facebook.com forward slash real soup for the real soul. I would just, I love hearing from you guys. It makes my day. So please get around it. Um, okay. So let's start by going through from episode one to 35. We'll start. We'll start with episode one and we'll go through to episode 35 and I'll just talk a little bit about what each one was. Um, So the very first episode was an introduction and my story. Um, And it's so funny because I listened back to that one and, you know, it was my first podcast. I'd never recorded one before. And I was going through a time in my life where some friends at uni had sort of let me know that they thought my personality was a bit too playful and a bit too full on. And I was feeling a bit self-conscious, I think, at the time. And so I was like, oh, you know, I think I'll try and be really – try and talk slower and I'll try and be really balanced and come across really calm and, you know, um, probably not as playful and upbeat as I normally am um, when I recorded that one. So it's quite funny to listen to me trying to keep my cool and, you know, be really quite serious with it. Um, but that that episode was, um, yeah, an introduction to what the podcast was about and also shared my story up until that point um, in terms of like, all the health challenges and hurdles I'd overcome and why I they had sort of inspired me to get the message out there to young people. And the basic message in that was this podcast is trying to reach, and I say it every week, it's trying to get to you before you get sick. Um, you know, most sadly, most people in health promotion fields, um, health professionals, they come to the healthcare industry because they got sick and they had to heal themselves and then they're like, oh, I've done I've helped myself now I can help others and I just think it would be fantastic if you didn't have to get sick to have your aha if you could have if someone else could have an aha on your behalf and you just listen to that and wake up before anything happens to you that would be that would be fantastic it's so much easier practicing prevention than trying to put yourself into remission from something so that was the first episode Um, The second episode was a bit more fun. That was Thinking Like the Healthy Exception. And that one was where I shared some of the tips I use to stay um, like a a bit of a Pollyanna. So how I try and stay positive even when things aren't going smoothly um, and how when things really aren't going smoothly, how I sort of reframe them. So even when something seems really negative and you're like, I can't find a positive view, you know, you come up with something that could be even worse and you're like, well, that's not happening. So that's good. Um, I I like that episode. I think it's because it's still so I listen to it now and I go, it's still so true. I still do all of those things and they, they still work for me most of the time. So, um, that was episode two. Episode three was reframing body image. Now I have to be honest with you, this episode, it's got some good messages in it. Um, but I was still very new to podcasting when I recorded it. So there's a lot of ums, a lot of ahs. I think I raved on a little bit because I was like, oh, I don't want this podcast to be too short. Um, you know, da, da, da. but, um, yes, yeah, it's probably not my best podcast in terms of the way I speak and doesn't sound uber professional, um, but it did have a few good points. It was sort of taking the principles of episode two and putting them into a body image context. And I still think if you've had, if you've struggled with body image, I think you'll relate to it and you might relate to it even more because it's so not professionally recorded. And I am I'm mumbling over my words because I suppose that can be relatable. And I think too, when we talk about body image, it can be quite a personal topic. So I think we do 
naturally just go a little bit more shy and um, nervous and not as clear speaking about it because it's such a genuine emotional thing. So that was episode three. Um, exercise four was the first episode I had mum on mum on for, and it was probably my out of the first four. It was my probably my favorite, and it was on exercising for the right reasons and rights in like um, quotation marks, like right reasons, um, where we talked about how you know exercise is so important and why it's so important. It's not just this thing you do for weight loss or to look you know fit and toned. It's got a whole lot of other benefits, but also we talked about you know finding something you love and doing it because you love your body rather than, you know, doing it to chase an image or doing it because something's trendy or doing it because you think you have to. So that one's actually quite good. I, I go back and listen to that every now and then. I really do like that episode. Episode five, that was Wisdom with the Merrymaker Sisters. And if you haven't listened to this episode, I think you'll absolutely love it. I love the Merrymaker Sisters, um, Emma and Carla. They're so fun. They are just the most genuinely nice, giggly, fun girls I reckon I've ever met. And we just had so so much fun recording that episode. And we talked about sort of, you know, their, how they sort of had government jobs, hated their lives, hated their bodies, were slaves to the gym, counted calories. Um, They were just really unhappy. And then they started, um, they found paleo and you know this this podcast isn't a paleo podcast I don't tell you every week that you can't eat grains or dairy um but they that was the diet they found that worked for them and they talked about how you know by changing their diet they started to really you know move away from that I have to exercise all the time sort of thing and I have to control what I eat and they found a more balanced way of eating and through finding a more balanced lifestyle they became happier and they went and they started to blog in this time and they went you know what we hate our jobs and they just became full-time bloggers and they've grown their business since then. And we talked, so we talked about how it's sometimes okay to do things unconventionally. And it's when you find what makes you happy and what lights you up like a Christmas tree that you generally, you've hit the nail on the head and you need to go and pursue that. Um, Because at the end of the day, I think their message is do what you love. You know, we always think, that we have to do something the way everyone else does it and that this is the model and we have to sort of stick to the mould. But they've sort of said just do what you love. If you can make what you love work, do it. And, you know, life should be fun basically is their motto and it's just I love that episode. It's really good. Um, Episode six was with mum again and it was let's talk about the gut. We had so much fun doing that episode. It was basically a gut 101 episode um, and there will definitely be more episodes on the gut coming up when the podcast comes back. Um, but it's a really good, um, you know, level one basis. If you've never, if you don't really know about anything about the gut other than you keep hearing about it in the media or, the, um, you know, around the place or maybe on Facebook, um, it's a really good baseline episode to explain, okay, why is everyone all of a sudden so obsessed and excited by the gut? Um, and it was a really, it was a giggly sort of fun, humorous um, talk about it. We really liked it. So that's probably one of the most popular episodes to date. Um, and then episode seven was bacteria awareness, why you should care about your inner ecosystem. And that was like a follow-up part two talking about gut health. And again, that was very like lighthearted and humorous. We talked about poo and why that's a great um 
way to analyze where your body's up to and it just starts to break down those walls I think where you know you sort of separate all different parts of your body and you don't really understand them and you don't understand how they all work together it's a great sort of putting the puzzle together sort of episode and it was yeah it was a really good one I still listen to that one and get a good chuckle out of it um Episode eight was with Heidi Hosking, um, who's a speech path and health coach from the Sunshine Coast, and she's talk, we talked about food cravings, food intolerances, and what can cause them. And Heidi was really interesting. You know, she had um, talked about a few, I suppose, more unconventional ways of testing for things. Um, we talked about kinesiology, which I know some people really aren't hundred percent into because it's not as um, it's sort of hard to measure on a scientific level because it's very energy based but it was it was very it's a really interesting episode and talking about how her sons were really sick and allergic to lots of different things and she sort of had to go down some unconventional paths to get them healthy um yeah it's really interesting and it does give a good basis as to why sometimes why are we so intolerant to certain things like why is there this massive surge in allergies and food intolerances um, so, yeah, that was quite an interesting episode um, and fun to record. Episode nine, um, that immune episode, that was me and mum again. And that was we did that like in the middle of winter. And it was just a really simple episode talking about simple ways to boost your immune system. A very practical episode and a good reminder not to just soldier on and take a tablet and hope that you'll get over it. It's really about going, okay, my body's actually talking to me and telling me that, it wants a break and that's why it's made me sick so that I don't feel good and I have to sort of slow down and look after myself. So I think that's a, and you know, it's winter now. So I think that's a really good one to share around on social media, to listen to again yourself and just go, am I implementing all of those techniques? Um, um, you know, because I think we all can get stuck in that. I don't have time to be sick. And that's what the ads tell us, isn't it? All those Panadol ads. Oh, I don't have time to have a headache. I don't have time to have a cold. I'll just pop a pill. Um, and look, I, I suppose there's probably times where, you know, maybe so many people are relying on you that that is sort of what you feel like you have to do. But most of the time, it's not probably going to be the end of the world if you just shut the word out for a few days, make some chicken soup, sip on some lemon water, get some vitamin D and you know, then come back feeling more refreshed. So that's a really good reminder there. Um, episode 10, the how to just eat real food or hashtag jerf. Um, that was a really fun episode. That was with me and mum again. Um, because you know, that's a real, like this whole podcast, it's about health. So we don't just talk about food, but let's be honest. I'm almost a clinical nutritionist now. I've only got one and a half years of uni left and I'll be graduated and out practicing. Food is a huge part of my life. It was a huge part of my recovery. So we, it's something that does get brought up on most episodes. And this um, episode was like our basis episode about, well, what is real food? We've talked about on previous episodes, you know, eat whole foods and eat well and eat a healthy diet. But what do we mean? So it's basically going, how do you decipher a real food from a processed packaged pseudo food? Because it's, you know, the the lines have become quite blurred and grey because we just think of things that aren't really food as food because they're sold in a supermarket and we eat them. They're technically edible. So we go, oh, that's food. And it's about bringing it back and going, does it come from a, um, a tree out of the ground or from a healthy animal? Yep, cool. It's probably real food. If it doesn't, what's been done to it and how processed, how far down the production line is it? Is it still food or is it really lacking in nutrients so that was a that's a really um I think important episode to listen to if you're really trying to get 
a grip on you know a whole food philosophy and what the whole whole food or clean eating movement is a is about and you're like is this just another trend is this just another thing people hashtag on instagram it's getting a bit annoying that's a good um episode just to sort of get clear on it um and sort of start developing that philosophy then in episode 11 it was me and mum again Mum is definitely my most um, frequent guest, uh, almost, I suppose, a co-host. Uh, and it was, does jerfing or just eating real food um, make me orthorexic? And we talked about how orthorexia nervosa is this sort of new age eating disorder that is described as um, an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. And we sort of talked about how, look, orthorexia seems to be a thing. You know, there are some people that they get so obsessed with healthy eating that they'll only eat, you know, grilled chicken and green vegetables and egg whites and they won't have any fat or any carbs or, you know, anything. And they actually, they restrict their diet so much that it's actually unhealthy because they're not getting all the nutrients they need. But we talked about how just because you now care about the fact that you are eating whole foods and maybe eating organic and or mostly organic and, you know, you care about where your food's coming from, we really wanted to drill the point home that that's not an eating disorder. Wanting to nourish yourself and not, you know, just eat something that's processed and refined and not giving you nourishment, that's not an eating disorder. And if someone tells you it is, then you need to challenge that because I think there's almost this pushback now because eating disorders are so rampant. As soon as some, especially young people, and not to be um, sexist, but especially young teenage girls start to go, I'm actually, I don't want to drink soft drink or I don't want to eat pizza, you know, ever because you're like, it just doesn't make me feel good. It's not good for me. Why would I do it? Um, you know, that's almost treated as an eating disorder. Like, oh, you're being restrictive. You're, you know, worried about body image. And, you know, it's not always the case. Sometimes you just respect your body too much to have it. I'm not saying that if you, some, you know, every, you know, a few times a month, no, um, sorry, a few times a year you want to go out for a really nice wood oven pizza with your friends and you're not celiac and you don't have non-celiac gluten sensitivity and it's a really nice ritual and you love it and you enjoy it. I'm not saying you should feel guilty for that. You know, you're totally entitled to do that. But if you didn't want to do that anymore because it doesn't make you feel good, that's not an eating disorder. But there are some circles that would say it was. So we just wanted to really um, put that point out there because I think it's a really important conversation to have. Um, episode 12, Mum and Me Again, which is the perfect pair. Um, and it was an episode called To Conform or Not to Conform? Are You Being Authentic? Where we talked about, you know, are you being your genuine self? And I think it's sort of a hard topic to talk about because even, you know, authenticity and being genuine, it's become such a cliche now that you're like, it's just, it's really hard because even when you're talking about it, you feel like you're being a cliche in using the word genuine and authenticity and be yourself and embrace your inner, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But we really did try and make it as real as possible to talk about, you know, are you being you or are you being swayed? Are you using language that you feel comfortable using or are you trying to conform to an image? Are you trying to be more like someone else? Are you trying to change yourself because you don't think you're good enough? And we sort of um, shared our own experiences about where we've done that and how it just wasn't worth it how you know I remember for me as a um as a like oh what would I put it would have been primary school and I didn't think I was good enough compared to my cousins um on my dad's side and I worked so hard to try and impress them and I would you know lie about my likes and my dislikes and 
my taste in music and all of that. Just nothing about me when I was with them was authentic. And they saw straight through it and found it quite annoying. And then I fitted in with them even less than I would have if I'd just been me. But at the time, I couldn't see that. I just kept trying and trying and trying to please them. And it just was so grubby. And I've done the same thing, I think, at certain points of my life in school as well. I've tried to change myself or be more like my friends or whatever. And it's really funny because, you know, now I'm just 100% unapologetically me. And that sometimes means that I lose friends because people don't like who I am. But I have to go, you know, there's enough people that do like me for who I am. And it's so much easier being liked for who I am than it is being liked or disliked for someone I'm not. So that was, that's just a good episode to um, to listen to. And I think it's a very genuine, honest one. And I think a lot of people will relate to it. So that was episode 12. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to pause and get a drink of water because I feel like I'm going to start coughing on you in a sec. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, guys. I just, I could feel you probably in that last um, episode description, you could probably hear me pausing and maybe getting a bit croaky. So I just, just paused to have a drink so that, you know, I can continue on without completely losing my voice. Um, where were we up to? Okay, so we just talked about episode 12. So episode 13, oh, I loved this one, um, Because Poo is Not Taboo, featuring Constipation with Linda Griperich. That was really fun. That was with um, an awesome naturopath, Linda Griperich, uh, who is a constipation expert, poo expert. She actually is a yoga teacher and she teaches classes specifically designed to help you poo better. Oh, it was so much fun. And we literally debunked all the stigma and, um, you know, preconceived grossness around poo and talked about why it's not this gross disgusting thing that we just cover up with toilet paper flush down loo and forget about how it's actually a great indicator of health and where our bodies are up to what's happening in our digestive system and if we're not pooing well why is that an issue and what could we do to get on top of it so that is a if you're one if you hear me like joking about how how obsessed I am with poo and you're like why is Rachel so into feces like it's really quite disturbing you might want to listen to that and it might change your perspective on the humble turd okay episode 14 change your world with emotional freedom technique with Alison Van Vuren this was a really um interesting episode i didn't really know all that much about emotional freedom technique until um, Alison came on the podcast and it was actually actually Linda from episode 13 that said, oh, I really, um, I get emotional freedom technique done every so often with this amazing practitioner, Alison. I think you should interview her just to let people know what emotional freedom technique is. And it's sort of like this energetic sort of healing thing. And I, it works a lot on I suppose, suppose the breath and just calming the, calming the para, uh, the sympathetic nervous system down and switching on that more parasympathetic side. So the rest and digest center rather than the fight or flight, which is what happens when we're stressed. And it was really interesting. It's just, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you what it is now. Go and listen to it if you're interested. But I have to say that um, I actually did a session with Alison at the end of last year and I just, I can't describe it, but it really, I was having a lot of anxiety about um, the gallstones and the gallstone attacks I was having last year. And I wasn't, you know, I, I was going through a period where I, 
they were just happening randomly, like every so often. And I was just living in fear, basically. Oh my God, is tonight going to be another night where I have a gallstone attack? And please know they're so painful and I can't, I can't handle them. And I was, I just remember every time, even if I was just a bit sore from yoga or going to the gym, I thought it might be soreness as in this is the start of a gallstone attack. And I would get so anxious and uptight and um, I, I used, I, Alison did a, pra- a session with me and we used emotional freedom technique and she gave me some things I could do myself to calm that nervous response down. And it really worked. I had, haven't had that. And then even, yeah, I haven't had that level of anxiety since the session. And even at the start of the year, when I started doing body pump, which is like a weights class and I was really sore, um, I was able to use that and go, right, you're just sore because you've been lifting weights. You're not sore because of your gallbladder. You're actually okay. And it was just amazing. I can't even describe exactly how it works, but it worked for me. So that was actually quite interesting. And if you're a bit skeptical about some of those therapies that now EFT is, um, it is quite evidence-based. They're doing like research on it currently, but if you're a bit, you know, you like stuff to be years you know, years of documentation and, you know, really set in stone and all of your mainstream practitioners like get around it um, and you're a bit sceptical of anything a bit more alternative that think that's a good episode to, to listen to just to open your mind because um, that's what the show is all about. It's about opening up your mind. Okay, episode 15, There's Always Hope, an empowering message about mental health. Um, that was where I talked about some of my more dark times Um where I was really suffocated by anxiety and depression and panic attacks and how I pushed, persevered and pushed through and, you know, how I'm so much happier now because I I think I do want to get the message out there. Not, not I think I do. I definitely do want to get the message out there that it's not just this thing that runs in your family. It's not just this genetic thing or oh, bad luck. Your parents have depression. You're going to be depressed and have anxiety. It is Yes, we've we've probably got genetic predispositions to things like this, but there has to be environmental triggers. And if there's an environmental trigger to switch that on, there's an environmental trigger to switch it off most of the time as well. So I just wanted to say there is always hope and don't think that, you know, you have to necessarily live the rest of your life taking medications, being monitored by a psychiatrist and just being at mercy of your genes because it from as much as all the reading and all the interviewing I've done and people's stories I've heard and from my own experience, it's not true. You can actually get over it and go into remission and not have it come back to anywhere near the extent that it has been at its worst. So I really, if you know anyone who's ever suffered from mental health problems or you yourself have, episode 15 is a really great episode to listen to. And then in episode 16, I talked to my friend Isaac Witten um, and it's in an episode called A Case Where Diet Healed the Mind because I, Isaac um, was very young when he suffered from obsessive compulsive disorder and it was so, it wasn't just mild, it was debilitating. He he couldn't shower, he couldn't go to the toilet, he couldn't feed himself, he was that riddled with anxiety and uh, irrational fears and he actually um, his mum helped him start a diet called the GAPS diet which stands for gut and psychology syndrome um, diet which is basically a diet that is meant to re-pattern the neural pathways and heal the gut because the gut and the brain are intrinsically connected so that you don't get those irrational thoughts and feelings and um, impulses. And it's a really interesting episode. And I think, again, if you're skeptical about 
as if diet would have anything to do with mental health. It's a great episode to go, well, at least for both of us, it seemed to be the case. There seemed to be that link. And Isaac did take medication as well. He did see um, a professional as well, but even the professional agreed that, you know, it's, it is diet like most people in your situation would not be getting well as quickly as you are. So I think your diet actually is really helping. So that was, it's a really quite cool, you know, case study of one um, to sort of get you thinking, oh, maybe my diet and lifestyle could have something to do with my mental health. Um, Then in episode 17, I thought, well, we've just talked about the GAPS diet. I think I should do a whole episode explaining what it is. So if you're listening to this now going, yeah, what is the GAPS diet? It's never, never heard of it. Sounds sort of intriguing. I know someone with mental health problems or I've experienced them in the past. Um, that would be a really good episode to listen to. Um, episode 18 was Losing the Label, Navigating Food Trends with Naturopath Jules Galloway. I love Jules. She's one of my favorite people. And we this was a great conversation because we taught, we really broke down all the common food trends and talked about you know, getting rid of that label and working out, it's like there's nothing wrong with prescribing to a certain diet. If you feel like that's what's best for you, there's nothing wrong with experimenting either. But we sort of talked about how you don't have to stay in one box forever. You don't have to feel guilty if you want to take the best bits from a whole lot of different eating philosophies and come up with your own. There's nothing wrong with testing in the waters, but you don't have to feel trapped by a label. Um, you know, for ex- and as an example, you might really love the paleo philosophy, but you really love chickpeas or you really love rice or you really love buckwheat. You don't actually have to feel guilty for still including those foods in your diet just because they're not paleo. Because if those foods, you love them and they work for you and so do all the other foods on paleo, then you can take the bits of paleo that you love, but still include the foods that are, t- that are still healthy, but technically not paleo without guilt, without feeling like you've failed, like you can't be a member of a paleo Facebook group or whatever. So that, that was just a fun episode. And I, I think that's just so important because I am all on about, you know, whole foods and, you know, developing your own food philosophy. And that often means for those of us that have been raised on a standard Australian diet where we don't have a good basis to come back to because our basis has been, you know, breakfast cereals and breads and margarines and all of that sort of stuff. We do need to do a bit of experimenting and testing the waters because we need to find what actually works for us. But in doing that, it's important that we remain open-minded and we continue to listen to our body rather than falling into a trend or a diet or a sort of cult following of something um, because that can often be more detrimental than it is helpful. Um, Episode 19 was a great one. Um, growing up a healthy exception with Jackson Christoph. Jackson is the son of Damien Christoph, who's a naturopath and chiropractor based out of Melbourne. And we talked about what it's like, you know, being a parent, a, a child of a parent that is really switched on about health, where health in your household is really just quite normal. It's normal to eat sprouts. It's normal to be aware of how food makes your body feel, where it's normal to yeah, and just to, to just to look after yourself, and um, where health is really valued as um, in the family, and you know, we talked about how you know what, like how, all the benefits of it, but also where it can sometimes be hard being a young person living a little bit differently to your friends, and how sometimes you do almost wish you could just be a bit more quote unquote normal, or at least that you wish that your normal was everyone else's normal, so you didn't stand out as much, but. That was such an, I just, Jackson's just a really 
he he speaks really well for such a young guy and I really loved how we bounced off each other and just had a really good conversation about um about health and our views on things and it's just it's a very comforting conversa- conversation I like going back to that one and listening to it I, I was really proud of that episode so um I yeah that's a really good one especially if you feel like you're struggling you've just adopted a whole lot of healthy lifestyle choices and you're really proud of them and you're happy about them but you also feel a bit left behind it's a good one to go you're not alone we some we all sometimes feel a bit left out of things but it we're so happy that with what we're doing and we wouldn't change it for anything um, episode 20, a casual conversation about the healthy exception evolution with Joe Witten. Joe Witten is Isaac's mum and very dear friend of mine. Um, and she talks about how, you know, her evolution to living a healthy lifestyle and how, you know, she struggled with health problems as a teenager. But this was back, you know, 20 years ago when there wasn't the internet and Facebook and all these great resources. There weren't podcasts or blogs or anything. And how she has changed over the years and how she's learned more and been able to implement more and how she's changed her health and her family's health. And it's just a really good, um, I suppose, example of how, well, you, you know, you don't learn anything overnight. You don't change anything overnight. But the more open-minded you can be and the more you can sort of navigate things and listen to your body and try things out and just keep moving forward, um, how you will eventually find what works for you. And yeah, Joe's just such a gem. And so, and there's lots of little health tips on there any the way that we talk about, you know, we talk about what, what are the good fats and what are the bad fats? And, um, I hate using good and bad, but you know what I mean? Like the fats that are going to be beneficial for you and that aren't. And, you know, why have what some of the reasons why your blood sugar might be all over the place and just little nuggets like that within and around in and amongst the whole conversation. So that one's really good. Episode 21 was fantastic. That was questioning everything with Cindy O'Meara. Cindy's a nutritionist um, and a speaker and an author and she's got an education program and probably most excitingly, she just um, last year released a documentary called What's With Wheat. So this episode was all, it was about questioning things and becoming empowered with knowledge. Like that was the theme of the podcast, but we talked a lot about wheat and what has been done to it. Cause I think that's a really important thing for us to understand as young people, because there's, um, you know, two sides that we're going to get from the media. We're going to get this, um, you know, the side that says wheat really is not what it used to be. And a lot of people are reacting to it now. And it's probably not the best thing for us to have on our plates. And then we're also going to get the side that says, no, you don't need to worry about it unless you're celiac, really eat all the wheat because it's good for you. It's a whole grain, yada, yada. Um, and so this, if you're really confused about that and you're like, I don't know who to trust really. It's a great episode to listen to just to get the background as to why some of us are a bit more cautious about consuming wheat. Um, it's, you know, it's up to you to form your own opinion about things, but it's a great one to give you information so that then you can go off and maybe do further research and get clear on where you stand. Um, episode 22 was with my mate Fuad Kassab, Um, and he, this was just a really interesting conversation. It took so many avenues. Um, that's why it's called Getting Philosophical. It is just a great episode. If you've got like an hour and a bit, um, it's a sunny day and you've got time, it's a great one just to download and listen to because Fuad's just got such an incredible, you know, history. He grew up in Lebanon in the Civil War and, you know, has had quite a different, had very different upbringing from most of us here in privileged Australia. But he's just so positive and he's made the most of all his, all the opportunities and 
also um, hardships that have been thro- thrown his way. And he has he's a really fantastic role model for young people. So I couldn't recommend that episode more. Genuinely, I love Fuad. He's awesome. Um, episode 23, Avoiding Wellness Hype and Dogma and Excess in 2017. And that was me and mum again. And that was like our New Year's episode where we talked about getting real about the world of wellness and how there is a lot of hype. There are lots of dogma. Like we talked about, you know, the whole losing the labels with jewels and, um, you know, not prescribing to a certain diet just cause or not feeling like you have to follow absolutely everyone, all this, all this healthy social media accounts, all by all of the healthy bo- books and how it's okay to sometimes have a break from listening to podcasts or have a break from, making wellness your world and just taking what you've learned and running with it for a while and just um I suppose having a making sure that you're healthy but having a life outside of health as well so that it doesn't become this narrow little thing because I think that is a very easy thing to do it's very easy to throw yourself into the healthy life and realize that you actually don't have a life outside of that and that's not to say that you you know health living a healthy life 80% of the time and 20% of the time going and doing unhealthy things it's just to say that not every single part of your life has to revolve around health you can still have fun um and that doesn't have to be unhealthy fun but it could be you know like doing a drama class or singing or um writing or drawing or doing cartwheels on the lawn something that's completely frivolous but um because that is part of health as well I suppose is having having fun, not just making sure you're going to – I mean, I love going to the gym and that is part of fun for me, but I also love sometimes, you know, playing brain training games on my Nintendo DS or just doing a Sudoku or um, just so many random little things that, you know, aren't about nutrition or exercise or educating myself. So um, I just think that was a good episode just about, you know, re-establishing where you are with health if you feel like you're going a bit too far down the rabbit hole maybe it's a good one to listen to to pull yourself out of that um episode 24 the generation that questions with kale brock i love this episode i listened to it again just the other day and it's just great it's just two young people me and him um talking about our generation and why we question what it's and it's not an episode that bags you know um natural medicine or western medicine we just talk about the world of health and life in general and our approaches to it. And Kale is just, he's a, he's, you know, like Fuad, he's a great role model and his approach to life is quite different and quite inspiring. So that is a really good one. That would actually be a really good first one to listen to, I think, if out of all the episodes. So, um, yeah, episode 24 is like one that stands out for me, I reckon. Um, episode 25, The Slow Health Movement with Madison Black. This one was really good. Madison is an awesome kidlet. She reached out to me out of the blue and just said, hey, I really love what you're doing with your podcast. I've got a, you know, my story to share. Would you be interested in helping me share it? And we had an awesome chat. We literally, it sounds like we're best friends on the podcast. We'd actually never met before we recorded the episode, but we just had so much fun and such a good chat. And again, it's one of those chats. There wasn't like a specific topic we covered on the episode it was very much about everything to do with health and how to do it slowly and sustainably so that you don't overwhelm yourself and you enjoy it and you can keep it up long term rather than doing a fad and then feeling like you failed 
I am going to have to get another glass of water. I'm sorry. I've been talking for 43 minutes and my throat is dry. Okay, I'm back again. I'm so sorry, lovely ones. Oh, I, I do feel like a bit of a dag when I pause and re- restart the podcast. But, you know, that has happened on quite a few episodes. And I, it's, I'm a bit of a dag and I feel like it's a bit unprofessional. But at the same time, I'm like, it does show you how real this podcast is. I'm literally just in my bedroom recording um, you know, and I think that can sometimes be a bit more relatable. We all have those moments where we just, we're like, I'm going to have a coughing fit if I don't have a sip of water. So, you know, let's just roll with it. I don't think that'll be a part of the podcast that'll change. It'll still be very real and relatable and on the fly. Um, cause that's how I like it. But please, if you, you're like, no, no, that is like really inappropriate. Please let me know via the Facebook page. Um, anyway, so we were just talking about, yeah, episode 25 with Madison Black, great podcast. Again, it was a bit longer, so a bit like Fuad's. If you've got a good hour and a bit to just go for a nice walk in the sunshine, that one's a good one to take with you. Uh, Episode 26, Q&A requests with Mama T. So mum was back again. I call her Mama T because her name's Tess, so Mama T. Um, And that one we actually, it was really exciting because I got my mate Amber who I met when I was doing my yoga teacher training and she's a primary school teacher and she got some of her year sixes and sevens to ask some questions about health um you know like things questions they had like how much water should I drink can you drink too much water how much food should I eat in a rough roughly in a day and we sort of broke those things down and talked about them so that was sort of that was just fun because there wasn't a specific topic we sort of covered a whole lot of different things in the one episode Um, So that one was fun. Uh, Episode 27, From Hyperactivity to Fit and Thriving with Kiara Lee Soul. That was a pretty um, interesting podcast too, a bit like Isaac's. It was Kiara's very very young. I think she's only 15 or at least she was only 15 when we recorded the podcast. And she suffered from major hyperactivity, couldn't concentrate, couldn't listen in class. Um, I didn't, was like, is an amazing basketballer, but didn't get picked for the um, the high-level teams because she just didn't have the con- concentration span. And her family and her changed her diet um, to one that suited her physiology more and it calmed those neural pathways down. She was able to concentrate better. She made the basketball teams. Her learning improved. And it's just it's, it was a great example, again, of just how a normal, everyday Australian kid is life was changed just by changing their diet and it's just it's such a powerful message that you know I think because food and health has become a bit of a trend or well, actually a bit a lot of a trend which is great because it's helping get the message out there I think it sometimes waters things down and we think oh yeah whatever like sure as if food could do all this stuff but I guess at the end of the day I really want to get through with this whole podcast is that the body written like everything that grows on in the body requires nutrients like we they're they're like these little molecules that our bodies need it's not a matter of is that cool this month is that you know been talked about on my favorite blog it's like your body needs needs nutrients and if you're not getting nutrients from your diet or your body's not producing the nutrients that it can produce itself like vitamin d and you know b12 in the gut and vitamin k and all those sorts of things then your body's not going to work properly. And that's why a lot of the time when people change their diets, they do see improvements in their health because they're actually getting the nutrients they need to thrive before they weren't. Their bodies weren't able to work properly because they didn't have the tools they did. Nutrients are tools. If we think about it like that, if you didn't have the right tools to build a house, you couldn't build a house. It'd be falling apart. It would barely, it wouldn't be getting anywhere. 
if as soon as you have the tools, the house goes up. It's, you know, I don't know if that was the best analogy to use, but that's sort of how you think about it. So that was episode 27. Episode 28, Anorexia Reframed, Squashing the Stereotype. That was quite a personal personal episode for me and mum because we talked about how, you know, anorexia is not just this simple thing that we stereotype where we go, oh, it's just skinny girls that think they're fat and don't eat anything. It's so much bigger than that. And we talked about how, you know, my experience of being diagnosed with it because I was, I was a 14-year-old girl who was highly stressed and had you know, it was with skin and bone and how I wasn't intentionally starving myself and I, it wasn't a body image thing for me. It was, I was just malabsorbing stuff and so many foods made me feel sick because there were so many other things going on in my body and um, how I got that label and I got a treatment plan that did in the end give me a lot of eating disorder-like behaviors. I did start to fear certain foods. I did start to fear the way my tummy looked because it was so bloated from all the foods that I was being told to eat and the lack of exercise because I wasn't allowed to move. And we talk about just that experience and how, you know, we really need to reframe the way we think about anorexia and think about it as a multifactorial disease rather than just this one thing where you, you think you're fat, so you starve yourself. And it's so, it can be, it can be that simple, I guess, sometimes, but how a lot of the time it's not. And we, we need to have that conversation and we need to talk about how the current treatment, like it, it, it's not, look, it might work for some people, but it's certainly doesn't, it doesn't feel like a healthy treatment. It doesn't feel, you know, being force fed food that makes you feel sick and not being allowed to exercise and being treated like you're sneaky and like you're always hiding something that, you know, being in that, um, that environment almost makes you develop eating disorder patterns, uh, tendencies, and it does set you up to have a very negative relationship with food. And we, so we wanted to just, uh, you know, talk about it, basically have a conversation to spread awareness and to maybe if you, you or your family going through something like that, to maybe make you feel a bit more empowered, to make you feel like, oh, someone else out there gets that and is and is acknowledging that it's not this simple thing and it can't just be band-aided with a high-calorie diet. Um, so, yeah, that is – I reckon that's a good one to listen to if you don't know that much about anorexia or if you or conversely have been in the throes of it and just want a really relatable episode to listen to where you feel like you're not alone. Um, episode 29 was with my friend Melissa and we just talked about how to regain self-esteem when you're having a bit of a rough patch and Melissa shares how she finished school and she developed anxiety and look there wasn't really anything majorly bad that happened in her life it just she just felt overwhelmed and we just sort of talked about how she got over that and I think you know, there might be some of you listening going, but nothing happened to her really. Like, why did she get anxious? But I think I know that there are lots of people out there that that is the case with them. They don't have, you know, no one in their family dies and there's no major crisis, but they just go through a period where for whatever reason life gets on top of them. And it's about being able to catch yourself at that stage and move past it and get back on board while everything in, in, you know, really in your inner world is actually okay rather than going, oh, my God, I'm anxious and then slipping into a depression. So it's a just a good example of how, you know, sure, we can get anxious because really major things happen in our life, but sometimes I think just the world we're living in, this fast-paced world, 
can get on top of us and it can make us feel a bit anxious or sometimes we're just not living the healthiest lifestyle and our bodies get depleted. And so Melissa sort of shares some of the techniques and, you know, little changes she made to sort of get her life back on track. Um, episode 30, the skinny on fat. That was, I loved doing episode, that episode. Um, I, it was where we, I, it was just me and I talked about fat. So, you know, tried to explain what it is, why we need it and the beneficial fats versus the not so beneficial fats and how to break down that fear that has been ingrained into us for so long that fat is bad and fat will make me fat and how, and fat will give me heart disease, how to break down that belief system so you can start to incorporate more beneficial fats into your diet. And I'm not talking about an excessively high fat diet, but how to go from maybe a low fat diet that you that isn't really working for you, that you don't feel fantastic on, to incorporating some more good fats for your brain, for your hormones, for your energy levels, um, without you know, flooding your body with fats to the point where they don't know what to do with them and without, you know, overloading your psyche because it can take a while to come back from the fat is bad mantra that we've been told quite deceivingly for um, for years now. So that was a really good episode. So if you're, again, um, again, like the gaps episode, if you're like, I'm really confused about, or the Jerf episode, you're like, I'm really confused about all of these things. If you're like, I'm so sick of hearing, I don't actually know what fats are good. You know, one day canola oil is good, one day it's bad, one day coconut oil is good, the other next day it's bad. It's a good one to just get a good basis so you can then build your philosophy from there. Um, Episode 31, Keeping Rituals Real. Loved this one. This was about my favorite rituals um, for, you know, self-care. And, you know, a lot of them are maybe a little bit more alternative or a bit more energetic and spiritual sort of stuff but I sort of so I sort of talked about how to keep them real so that even if you're not a spiritual junkie or a hippie or you know you don't really identify with any of those sorts of things how you can still you know you can have crystals in your bedroom or under your pillow without you know being converted to that whole completely alternative lifestyle you know you can do some oracle card readings you can use do yoga you can recite affirmations without having to become a whole new person or you know be a born again spiritual person you know you can honestly just you can keep these things as real as you want get the benefits of them without conforming to a stereotype so and I think that's a that's an important message because I think sometimes people get put off they're like oh but if I do that don't I have to become a hippie it's like No, I mean, not that there's anything wrong. I probably am a bit of a hippie, spiritual junkie myself, but I also know that you don't have to be to enjoy some of the benefits of that. Just like, you know, again, with the whole diet thing, you can take some of the principles of the paleo diet without being a hardcore paleo. It's still going to have benefit. Um, So that was episode 31. Episode 32, The Truth About Naturopaths with Jules Galloway. That was Jules um, from episode, what episode was she on? From episode 18. So she was back for episode 32. And we just talked about what do naturopaths do? Because still, even the other day, I read something about naturopaths, I think, in the paper that was a bit negative. And so we talked about, you know, what do naturopaths do? Like, because I think sometimes they get you know, put out there in the media as quacks, which is really unfair. And look, I I know that there have been naturopaths in the past that haven't really um, done the best by their patients. And they're the ones that tend to get leaked down to the paper. But there are so many incredible naturopaths out there 
really helping people get their health and their lives back on track. And you deserve to know what what they're trained in, how they actually work so that, you know, you don't get put off from going and seeing one if you feel like you might need a bit of help. So that's a really good one if you're, if you're, whether you're really into naturopaths, whether you're on the fence or whether you're quite anti them because you've heard some horror stories, it's a good one to listen to just, again, to open your mind, to give you a new perspective so that then, again, you can form your own opinion rather than the media or your friends and family forming one for you. Episode 33, what exactly do nutritionists do? Exactly the same format, um, except it's me talking about nutritionists as opposed to Jules talking about naturopaths. But again, it talks about what we do, what we can help with, and why why you might want to come see a nutritionist. And then uh, episode 34, The Real Food Athlete with Steph Lowe. Steph is an incredible sports nutritionist and very forward-thinking, uses um, you know the most current, up-to-date, evidence-informed practice in terms of helping her athletes recover and fuel properly. And it's a really great conversation um, if you're whether you are an elite athlete or um, whether you just you know go to the gym a few times a week. It's or just you know like going for a jog or a few walks a week. It's if you move your body, you're an athlete, and it's a good one to listen to um, because it's about athletic longevity as well, and not just about you know getting short-term results now but getting you know the results now and also looking after yourself in the long term and then episode 35 was about intuitive eating um where it's where we've sort of draw upon all the other things we've talked about in other food foodie type episodes and just how to how to break all that down and start more above everything more than more above all more than anything listening to your body taking cues from your own gut and overall system as to what might be the best sort of foods for you to eat right now and being aware that that will change over time and that's okay and you know knowing that there is no one who knows your body better than you do especially if you've been listening to this podcast for you know since the start and you really have become more aware of you know your poo and your gut symptoms and your sleep patterns and your cravings and all of that sort of stuff um no one knows your body better than you. So all the diet books in the world, all the naturopaths, all the nutritionists, all the integrative GPs, all the dietitians, they could have some of the best advice in the world, but it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect for you. All you can do is take cues from yourself and stick to whole foods. So that is an episode. I think that's a really great episode if you're feeling a bit disempowered or a bit vulnerable because, or maybe on the fence, like I know I've been there before where you've sort of subscribed to a particular eating style or diet and it's working really well for you. Um, And, you know, you're sort of in that community, but you're sort of like, there's a few foods not included in this sort of eating style that I think I'd do quite well on, or at least I used to before I cut them out. Um, But, uh, you know, like, do I bring them back in or is that like a no-no? And it's sort of a good one to give, put you back in the driver's seat and go, it's actually up to you. No one else can tell you what to eat and you don't need to feel guilty for eating, you know, some rice just because someone said rice is bad for you because there's always going to be someone telling you that this is bad for you and that's good for you and conflicting one another. At the end of the day, does rice agree with you? What are you eating the rice with? Is it, you know, something you're having just, you know, once every few days? Are you having it every day? Like, there's so many different variables. It's about listening to your body first and foremost. So that's what that episode was about. And that brings us back to this episode, episode 36, the TTFN Tartar for Now episode. 
Um, yeah, so I will definitely be back in early next next year with plenty of new content for you. And I will hopefully have done lots of networking and um, hopefully I'll come back with more listeners um, because in the break I've hopefully accumulated more so that I can reach more people. Because I was saying to mum the other night, I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm reaching that many people with my podcast and am I really making a difference? Am I just doing this for ego? Um, And she said, no, you just need to get out there and get more, you know, talk to people that work with teenagers so that you can, you know, they actually know about you, you know, just get your name out there. And like I said at the start, I'm not the best at that because I don't, you know, love self-promotion, but I I am going to work hard on that because I know at the end of the day I'm going to reach more people and that's the end goal. Um, So I can help, I can help you and I can help them and, oh, yeah, just, yeah. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm I'm going to keep doing it. I just need a bit of a break to reef to find my feet again and look after myself, practice what I preach, be the healthy exception. And I can't wait to be back um, serving you with, you know, fun interviews and connecting with you all um, at the start of next year. But please know that I'll still be very active on my Facebook page and on my blog and I'll still try and do lots of videos on the Facebook page. So I'll still be around. I'm not going anywhere. So please still feel free to keep in touch, keep commenting, keep sending me feedback. And yeah, please, um, if you haven't already, like my Facebook page, all the W's.realsoup, oh, sorry, all the W's.facebook.com forward slash real soup for the real soul. Um, check out my blog, all the W's.realsoup for the real soul.com. Get in contact, share my blog posts, share my podcasts, not because I'm up myself and I think I'm amazing and you should share my content, but because if you genuinely like it or it's helped you and if you share it you might it might help someone else and that's really what I want to do I just want to make a difference in people's lives and be happy and do what I love Alrighty, take care until yeah until you hear from me again but keep in touch on social media and on the blog um in the meantime all right thank you again so much for listening I love you guys bye This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.